It's 5 o'clock and 55 seconds. Turn on your headlights. It's time for Night Drive. Tonight, fire at the Crumbler Farms. Was it big? Did you see it? How is this going to change you buying avocados that never seem to ripen before spoiling? All of this tonight on Night Drive. Welcome to Night Drive. I'm your host, Horace Wexler. It's late. And I am doing great in this little slice of paradise. I hope you're doing the same wherever you are or may be. Uh, it's our normal time, but the uh, the mayor has decided to call it 5 o'clock. So uh, if you're listening, we thank you for being able to rise above the confusion of being caught permanently in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we're still technically talking about the same universal time, but that is a wildly different time here in Fakahatchee. Uh, but we're not talking about laws our new mayor has put in place tonight. Uh, th- that'll be a topic for future episodes, I imagine. No, tonight we're talking about the loss of a cultural institution. I'm talking, of course, about Crumbler Farms Grocery Store. We're the grocery store closest to the airport. I feel like I can hear Robard Crumbler Sr. saying it in the way that, that only he could. Now, the store had landed on hard times due to a direct result of Robard Sr.'s medical issues, but that wouldn't stop me from popping in to get some blunched squalch or some glippening zimkuts, and at prices, the other stores, uh, they just couldn't match. Even if you went to, say, the Winn-Dixie and spoke to a manager and demanded they match it, they'd, they'd look at you like you weren't even speaking English. But not at Crumbler Farms. You'd often see Robard there. Uh, he'd look up from whatever he was doing and and give you a little wave, and then go right back to whispering secrets to the moulanged ridotos. He said it made them taste better. Crumbler Farms was Robard's life, and everything there was an extension of him, from what he thought we wanted to buy to the to the fruit he would hand-tie to the trees inside so we could feel like we had just picked it, to the oversized milk coolers that, that made a gallon of milk look absolutely tiny. Whenever I'd pop into Crumbler Farms, if Robard Sr. saw me, He'd always toss me a little something, a, a taster or a, or a sample, and then yell at me to put it in my mouth. And you know what? More than half the time it was food. But yesterday evening, around 5 p.m., let's just say several hours after dark, that all changed. As the store that Robard Crumbler Sr. had spent so much of his life building and maintaining was consumed by a fast-spreading blaze that was quickly out of control. This sent a plume of smoke hundreds of feet into the air. I'm told you could see it by airplane, which which really isn't a surprise since it was the grocery store closest to the airport. So if you were sitting in a plane on the runway, I, I'm sure you could see it. Uh, you could probably see it from the air as well. I, I don't know. We didn't talk to any pilots, uh, just passengers, uh, just kind of waiting in airplanes. Unfortunately, the fire department arrived too late to save the building. The store sign that previously said Crumbler Farms was partially burned and destroyed by smoke damage. Once an announcement of honest prices and good foods, and now it's missing many of its letters, as it rudely declares, Come far. But I want to know if you saw its last moments. Did you see the flames? Were you scared by the plumes of smoke? How will this change where you and your family get groceries? Where are you getting your splooshed Hoboken now? I want to know. And that number to call in is 305-209-9686. You're listening to Night Drive. I'm Horace Wexler. Need a coffee grinder? I got him. All right, the phone lines are starting to light up over here, so let's get right to it. I want to know if you saw it burn, caller. 
Oh, I saw it burn, Horace. Uh, you couldn't miss it. Uh, I was on my way to the airport to hit up the duty-free because I am out of eau de toilette. And as I was driving past, uh, the whole thing went up like Cherry's Jubilee. Except there's, there's no sweet treat here, just a devastating fire. Uh, describe the fire for those of us who uh, who didn't see it directly or or uh, maybe only saw the plume of smoke. Uh, orange and uh, like reddish orange. Uh, what about what about besides the color specifically? It was it was big. Uh, it spread really fast. Uh, I pulled the car over to watch it and I just kept saying, whoa, there was also a guy screaming in front of it. Screaming? Oh, yeah, his hair was all askew, and he was, like, screaming at the sky, and he was holding his arms out like he was challenging God to a fight. I didn't get a look at their face, uh, but it looked like he was wearing a shirt and tie. I, I remember, because I thought to myself, all right, that's weird to get all dressed up for a fire. It's, uh, it's a bit odd. Did it, did it look like they had anything to do with the fire or starting the fire? I mean, uh, he looked unhinged. Uh, we can't have unhinged people in this town, Horace. We need well-hinged folk here. There's families in this town. Everyone here uh, needs to be right. hinged. Uh, well, couldn't agree more. Uh, I will stay hinged. Uh, you stay hinged as well. Uh, thanks for calling in. If you want to call in and share what you saw or how it made you feel, I I'm here. I'm listening. I'm Let's get talking. That number is 305-209-9686. Let's pop over here to line four. Go ahead, line four. Hey, Horace, it's Tyler Duncan. What's shaking, Tyler? Uh, what were you up to when the fire happened? All right, so listen. I was drinking a couple boxes of wine outside my bungalow, and all of a sudden, boom! Did it catch you off guard? The explosion scared the hell out of me. Yeah? So much so, I spilled all over my favorite Twisted Sister concert tea. Oh, man. R.I.P. to a badass tea. Nothing worse than to have that happen to a, to a keepsake. You can't just replace those. I couldn't see the fire. But I could feel the heat, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Out on the streets, it was blasting fast and loud. It was quite a destroyer. It would have you run for your life, because the fire still burns. And honey, look three times. But me and the boys, we're not going to take it. I just hope these bad boys pay the price. But I'm not afraid to say, I'm looking out for number one. And I want a rock to hide behind. Thanks for calling in, Tyler. Okay. Bye now, horse. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, more of your calls and opinions right after this. The number to call in is 305-209-9686. You're listening to Night Drive. You had that feeling, right? That feeling of spinning a pile of your hard-earned clams on high-quality cat toys, but when you bring them home, the little fluffy mittens of Louis Vamiaunas, they turn their nose up at it like a snoot, like Kate Middleton when you shove a cocktail weenie into her face. I, TK Cuddles, insist you don't blow your cheddar on fancy cat toys. I've got loads of shit that a cat will play with. Shipping boxes, old rubber bands, a severed lizard's tail, an old burrito wrapper. Hell, even a champagne cork from a bottle of Puce Higgins at low, low prices. I don't give a shit about that cork anymore. It's from my wedding. Your pussies will go bonkers from my trash, and you'll go bonkers for my prices. Just walk into my shop and grab some trash off the floor. You'll know it's good. Why? Because I test each product by putting it on a shelf. If my cat Tango don't straight knock it on the floor, I know that it's no good and I don't sell it. Don't use my shelves. Just don't, just don't even think about using my shelves. I'm begging you. I beg you, don't use my shelves. We sell couch arms also. I chainsawed them myself. 
Why buy a whole couch when they only want an arm to scratch on? That's a wasted couch, I say. So, walk in and pick up some shit off of the ground, and when you take it home, you snuggle puff. That dingus is gonna go nuts for an inch of cricket, an ice cube, a hair tie, all of it. That's the TK Cuddles guarantee. I wouldn't say it. Otherwise, I'd steer you in here with the red laser, but I think when you see my prices, you'll agree that that's the real catnip, tkcattrash.com, if you're one of those shut-ins who uh, does all the shopping online. All right, let's go over here to line three. Line three, go ahead. Hi, Horace, Devin O'Brien. I'm, I'm sorry, was that Devin or Devin? Devin with a, with a V, D-E-V-I-N. Absolutely. Uh, how are you tonight, Devin? I'm fine. I'm annoyed. Um, uh, this this fire is uh, it's a bummer. Did and did you shop a lot at Crumbler Farms? Is that why you're you're disappointed? No, no. I mean, a couple of times. It's unfair to see something like that happen when when people like me. Uh, I should clear. I'm an arsonist. Oh, okay. Because when you said it wasn't fair, I'm like, oh, bad things happening to good good people. But you you really yeah don't no that's what fair. I'm getting at like I'm no I'm a, I, I consider myself like a pretty upstanding guy and I have uh, I have worked hard at what I do um, mm-hmm. I'm passionate about what I do uh, I don't take flames and burning buildings or fields or any of that for granted and so uh, it's, you know this is just a bunch of this is a bunch of BS pardon me if this comes off as is ignorant um, when you say you're an arsonist are, are you a professional arsonist? No, 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 no. I would never, I would never do do it for money. Um, okay, because that really muddies things up. No, I am, I am a uh, hobbyist. Feels it's like your passion. It's my passion. Thank you. Yes, you know when when you're when you're a child and you you light a Kleenex on fire for the first time and you feel just the the power of God flowing through uh, your fingers into that lighter and watch that that piece of paper disappear. And that kind of sets you on a course for your life. And there are other things that happen. You know, you get a job, you get married, you go to school. There are things, hang-ups along the way. But, like, what you want to see is uh, you want to see those buildings burn. What do you do for work if uh, if if fire is a hobby? Uh, I'm a writer. I'm a freelance freelance writer. Uh, it, like uh, novels or uh, screenplays? Sure. I mean, yeah. I don't. I haven't uh, made any money off of. Uh, well, I haven't even. I haven't published. I've been working on a book. It's sort of like a Fahrenheit 451, but um, but it's like set set underwater, but also in space. I don't want to. I'm not going to get into it. Um, Both tough places for fire. Again, I don't want to get into it. It's pretty right. exciting, but yeah. um, but no, I uh, I write uh, I write product descriptions for AutoZone, just like describing the different car parts that they sell. Um, Got it. So like uh, specific models of spark plugs, you, you, you write up the yeah. blurbs that, uh, that go on the sheets yeah. that yeah, yeah, come yeah, in the exactly. box. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you get it. Mufflers, all that stuff. Wow. I got to be honest. That sounds pretty dull. I, I, and, and frankly, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm not no, sure look. I've ever actually read any, any piece of paper that's come uh, in any sort of like uh, auto parts box. It's always like throw the box, throw no, the you paper. Should. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's the online sales. So it's like, you know, it's like 60, 60 words for uh, just telling you about like the uh, door handle replacement for a Ford F-150. Right. Know, and just describing trying to trying to really describe why that replacement door handle is so great so look of course you're not wrong it sucks yeah Boring. yeah i mean i guess i guess someone has to Pays do it the bills. um 
Yeah, you know, it's a, it's my schedule is very open. Uh, I, I I get to work from home. I, I write I write when I want, and that leaves the day open for doing what I want to do and what I love to do. Uh, right. So that's what's important. Well, your job is super boring. Um, let's get back to yeah. your arson. Thank you. Have Have you burned anywhere interesting that that we should be aware of that our audience uh, may have heard of or or possibly seen as they were driving past in the dark? <laughs> I have burned down. You know what? I went through a period of uh, just setting as many scarecrows on fire as I could, uh, like at the same time. So that, that like, you know, I, there would be a bunch of burning scarecrows within like a six hour period, depending on how fast I could I could drive without, you know, raising any eyebrows. That's that's extra terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the visual is very cool. And it also feels you know, what, what's it cost to replace a, a scarecrow? You know, I'm not putting mm-hmm. anybody out. Yeah. It's super but, uh, but that's part of the thing. I don't, I don't want to burn anything uh, precious. You know, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I'm not here to, I'm not here to hurt people. I'm here to let those flames uh, engulf what they want to engulf um, and accept not people. So is that like part of your, your ethos? Um, like, how do you decide, I want to burn this? Like uh, what inspired scarecrows? Yeah, so scarecrows is just seeing him and being like, "Look at that mother effer full of straw." He'll mm-hmm. go up in a second. So otherwise, uh, I get really jazzed about like a, uh, a foreclosed home or something, you know, empty mm-hmm. house that's just been sitting there for a little bit because, yeah, like, who who's going to do that? Who are they going to blame? Especially if there's no, you know, like maybe and maybe somebody's going to luck into a little insurance claim or something like that. Um, but they can blame it on a gas leak. That's super easy. I like lighting the tops of big box stores on fire because just you the can tops. see it. Just the top, just right on top, um, because those sprinklers are they're just ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna it's not gonna last too long. But if you uh, you know hit your corners, you hit your marks, you get the right X pattern on top. You can really see it. You can really light up the night sky. Yeah. It sounds like you've got like a, a pretty clear, I don't want to say like a moral code about how you approach this, but um, it, it, how does that make you feel when you see a, a fire like this uh, out at Crumbler Farms? Like, what is your response to that? Disgusted. I'm absolutely disgusted. Um, uh, I am. Uh, I feel for, you know what? I don't because it was them. It was that uh, the, uh, the kid, the boy, the junior, what's his name? Uh, you think junior. it was Robard Crumbler Jr.? I don't think it was. It was absolutely robust. Wait, let's back this up. So you you think this is arson? Like this isn't just like a fire that that started? You you think he specifically started this? Yeah, but it wasn't arson. Arson is is uh, you know some people give it a bad name, but arson at its core is is giving life to fire in in a certain place that normally uh, people don't want that to happen. Uh, this is just BS insurance fraud from some kid who is turning his father's tragedy into some pocket padding, you know? Right. Um, it's just, and, and not even like waiting. Like I said, I'm, I'm disgusted. It is, uh, it is. It's gauche. It, it's very gauche. Thank you. And, but I've had, I, I have had so many friends and family members come up to me and be like, Hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge old crumbler farms. And then I have to, like, I'm not going to lie. I've, they know not. I, mm-hmm. I did not burn that down, and then they seem disappointed, which is like that's a whole different uh, thing that upsets me. But yeah, it's just it's just not the it's not the way to do things, you know. It's not right. Yeah, 
as as an arsonist, I, obviously, if this if this was arson out of Crumbler Farms, I, I'm assuming they will find a perpetrator and catch them. How do you avoid being caught? I mean, like the the arson inspector has got to be pretty good. Yeah, sure. But it, it part of it is uh, is low value targets, like I said, empty homes, mm-hmm. stores that are going to be like. Uh, fine, you know. Sometimes the stores are like, "Oh, wish we had burned down more so that we could collect on that insurance policy." Um, and then uh, it really, it, it just, it comes down to to time of day and time of year. You know, uh, right. when you're you're setting things setting things on fire during the wet month, the arson expect inspectors doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, so you be careful. You uh, you time it right. Uh, which has become a little more difficult since 5 p.m. became the constant time of day. Um, well, yeah, that's like got to be always be frustrating to be sure. It, it is not ideal. I will say that it is. I I really love those early a.m. hours, um, or or you know sometimes mid afternoon when everybody's like at, at work post lunch mm-hmm. break, kind of in that 2 p.m. 2:30 lull. 5 p.m. is just, you know, anybody could be anywhere and it's not it's not great. Um, yeah. But the, the, the confusion that's kind of going around everywhere helps a little bit. It, it, it makes it so you can, you know, you, you find your spot uh, and sometimes, sometimes you just you let the you let the match be your guide. Yeah, I, I imagine that you hear whispers from from the fire or yeah, I, no, I don't know. Right. Like, I, right. I feel like a friend is is told me about how sometimes like he can just stare into a campfire and, and he'll, he'll sometimes he says like, he sees like a woman in there and she's like beckoning him to do stuff. I, I, I don't know what your process no. is, but uh, you, that's just, I've him. never had a woman beckon me from the flames, but I do, I do uh, uh, converse commune with the fire. It's nice. Those little, you know, those little fire sticks uh, with the the little trigger uh, that, that are so popular. Um, oh, there's like those long lighters. Yeah, exactly. The long lighter. Just mm-hmm. I, I have I have sixteen, seventeen of those in my uh, my glove box, and just pull one of those out and kind of stare at the fire. You look close enough down towards the little tip there, you see a little bit of blue, and that's where that's where the talking happens. Right. I don't know if you want to necessarily say this on the air, but are there any sort of kinds of targets you're you're looking for uh next time i not something specifically because i obviously a, a part of your mo seems like you're you're kind of keeping your head down because you don't want to tangle with law enforcement too much but um i w- what's next for you um i'm excited for uh a lot of these like mail and stamp little businesses like we'll ship your boxes those those little places those mom mm-hmm. and pop shops uh uh, they're falling on hard times and going out of business. So uh, if I can just find the right, like, you know, we're about to, uh, a couple hours from now, our, our big going out of business sale is going to end. And I, I think I, I can I can swoop in there and, and do something really, really special. You know, so the, the contents of the store, that matters a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want it to be, I want it to be something that's going to be, be big, quick and beautiful. Um, so I, I, I keep an yeah, eye out for a lot that. of packing materials in those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. A lot of paper, um, you know, and, and I just I feel like, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a shop local, local economy kind of guy. So I, I like to I like to think about how we can work together. Right. 
Uh, well, mm-hmm. Devin, uh, thank you so much for joining uh, joining us this evening. I, I'm really curious about your theory about Crumbler Farms. Um, I guess we'll find out in the in the days to come. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it sound logic. Yeah, I mean, you could feel free to just put put money on that. Look, we there's not like a, a wide circle of arsonists. I know. Do, yeah, do you guys all like, like kind of know each other? Like, oh, that's that's Sheila. Yeah. She only burns crops or trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, you know, we have our we have our disagreements, and um, and we, you know, we bicker about uh, what should go and when, and like how to do it. Um, but at, at the end of the day, we're all Americans. And we we understand we understand fire, and we understand each other. So, does everyone in like your group kind of think that Crumbler Farms was an arson? Well, they, yeah, but again, not a, a pure arson, but a uh, poorly motivated. I, I probably should have said fire for for monetary reasons. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's right. Yeah, that's right. A money fire. Um, it, I, I'm going to ask one more question, and and feel free to uh, to not answer it if it makes you feel uncomfortable. Okay. But um, is there any sort of talk among you in your um, compadres, for lack of a better word, about mob justice? Like maybe, I don't know, like this this seems like kind of an upstart situation where someone is like kind of breaking the, the social contract that you guys have. Um, any plans to do anything about it on, on your side? No, we would we would go to the courts. We would uh, we don't we don't take that kind of stuff into our own hands. We we burn. We burn things. We burn. We burn fields. We burn golden hills. We burn the tallest structures we can find. But we don't. Uh, we don't go after people, no matter how much they've wronged uh, the world, us, what we do, and the passion that we we care so much about. But still, that's not our job. We don't. We don't take justice into our own fiery hands. Right on. Uh, well, thank you so much, Devin. Uh, if you want to call in, that number is uh, 305-209-9686. You're listening to Night Drive. Uh, how about we go over here to line six? Go ahead, line six. What's going on there, Horace? It's your buddy. You know, old Alabaster China Dolly Head. How's it going, Alabaster? Uh, where were you when uh, Crumbler Farms was burning? I was sitting in, in the milk cooler. At the at the store okay. at, the, at the Crumber Farms grocery store. That is a weird place to sit. Uh, what what were you what were you doing in there? Now, what I was doing in the milk cooler isn't really that important. Okay, it, don't worry about that. That puts you inside the building at the time of ignition, Alabaster. So I I, I what do I'm think it's in to tell you is about how loud the explosion was. It felt milk all over the place, buddy. Now I'm covered in milk, wondering what's going on. And I thought to myself, well, what did you think to yourself at that moment? It, it seems I can just I can just stay here in this milk and, and get all nice and milky. I mean, let's be honest. That milk probably saved your life. Uh, it, I, I imagine it uh, it covered you and, and kept you from getting some serious burns. Mm, the milk horse. Hopefully, they can fix up that, that cumber bars because you know who's who's gonna sit in the cooler and and watch. Oof, I, I think it's going to take them some serious time to rebuild, uh, if they even rebuild at all. You might be looking for another milk cooler to squat in, my friend. But thanks for calling. Where will he squat in the milk cooler? Uh, Winn-Dixie's is too small to fit a man in there. Uh, it also lacks that uh, that homegrown touch that Crumbler Farms had. Uh, Winn-Dixie's a, a much bigger chain. 
you, you hate to see that like shop local, uh, family-owned business kind of touch go away. Uh, I got a feeling we're all going to be missing it quite a bit in the weeks to come for a, for a whole host of different reasons. Uh, quality prices, uh, great products, uh, milk coolers that are big enough to fit a man to squat in. It's, uh, it's too early to say. All right, let's take another one of your calls. Let's go over here to line one. Go ahead, line one. Why, hello there, Horace. Oh, this voice sounds familiar. Uh, Plinth? I tip my hat to you, sir. You got it right on the first try. Plinth Forsyth with the Fakahatchee Museum and Heritage Society, everybody. Uh, Plinth, uh, did you see Crumbler Farms go up in flames? Wouldn't you know it, Horace? I absolutely missed it. Uh, something so historical, and, and there I am, crouched over, tears in my eyes, uh, holding my guts in the outhouse. Uh, well, that's heartbreaking. I, I don't think you can even call yourself a city unless you have a fire you can refer to as great. Um... It seems like he missed it. Well, only time will tell. Uh, time's a terrific sorter of greatness from mediocrity. But uh, I'll tell you, Horace, it, it was quite a bad time to be battling IBS, I'm afraid. Reminded me of the great mudslide of 78 when that uh, road went sliding down into the sea and all the dirt and everything came along with it. And all the animals were confused because the land had turned into liquid mud. Or also when the Potter's Mulch children built that water slide back in 96, but then uh, got bored riding it, so they started hurling trash bags full of what didn't get eaten from the Shoney's buffet down the tube. Uh, and it would break in the loop-de-loop, so it was uh, just belching out uneaten hot cakes and brown trash water and leftover eggs. Right. Uh, well, Plinth, let's steer this back on track, if you don't mind. Of course. Uh, right. Uh, no one wants to hear about my body making squirts. Right. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the Crumbler fire? Well, uh, Horace, uh, Crumbler Farms is uh, an institution, to be sure. Uh, it was uh, already historical in a lot of ways, and... Uh, when an event like this happens to a place that's historical, uh, well, uh, then you get yourself a, a historical event. And uh, that's the kind of thing that the uh, Heritage Society is uh, very interested right. in. Uh, maybe 40, 50 years from now, your uh, your predecessor will be talking about the fire. Well, that's foolish, Horace, because the world's going to end in 2054, so those people won't exist. But we might be talking about it up until that point, uh, which brings me to why I'm calling tonight. Okay. And why are you calling? Well, uh, we sure would like to have some photos of the blaze, uh, if there were any amateur photogs there, uh, as it happened. Or uh, maybe there was someone on the scene who picked up a charred orange or something else they think might have cultural significance. Probably not the orange, because uh, even if it's charred, the rest would probably mold. And, um, well, that's something we're constantly battling in the museum anyway. Uh, we don't need to be importing mold, uh, but if there's something else that won't spoil, uh, we're hoping to set up a little space to, to commemorate the little grocery store closest to the airport. Well, that, that sounds like a, a nice little exhibit. Yeah, right. Uh, we're, we're thinking it'll get more relevant uh, over time. Um, people want to want to drop in and uh, remember the, the grocery store. And uh, plus, uh, you know, the old timers already remember the store back uh, from when it had a hand-painted sign uh, before it was uh, next to the airport. Uh, we, we hadn't gotten an airport at the time Crumbler Farms opened their doors, uh, if, you, if you didn't know that, Horace. Uh, their original slogan was, Crumbler Farms, we're the only grocery store out in this f***ing swamp. Ooh, I, I don't remember because I wasn't alive, uh, but what are your thoughts on this fire, Plinth? Um, some people have said they think it, uh, it might have been his son that did it. 
Robert well, Jr. I'm no expert on burnings, unless you're talking about when we used to still burn witches here in Fakahatchee back in the 70s there. Uh, 1700s. No, the 70s. Uh, we had too many witches, and uh, we kept telling, some of you witches need to leave. Not all of you, but some of you, and uh, they didn't. And, well, the town got together and did something uh, I don't think anyone's too proud of now. But it is our history, and uh, while we might not always be proud of it, uh, it is what uh, makes us us. And uh, I, I really couldn't say if it was his son. I, I know he has a bit of an aggressive streak. He uh, drove that car through the middle of the mayoral election, right? Ah, he did. Uh, he didn't kill or hurt anyone, but uh, it was definitely an aggressive act. Well, there you go. And, oh, oh no, uh, there I go. Uh, Horace, uh, I'm going to have to cut our telephone call short because there's... Uh, Oh, there's a lot of green starting to come out of the silo again, Yeah, if you know what I mean. I don't, but I have an inkling. We're talking about the fire over at Crumbler Farms tonight. Uh, definitely not pants mistakes. Uh, okay, uh, sh- should we? Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, we'll get back to more of your calls and uh, some of those juicy, juicy opinions in just a moment. A lot of interesting thoughts out there tonight, but uh, before we do, we've got just a few Fakahatchee community announcements. Are you still suffering from Mastica Ennui? Well, the Boardmouth Survivors Group encourages you to join them. Come meet your fellow BMs so you don't have to suffer alone. Every other week, we plan an outing that doesn't involve eating, so we don't have to think about how good it would be to taste a thick, charbroiled burger slathered with cheese topped with a cool, crisp tomato and this sharp tang of onion. This Thursday, we're going crazy golfing. Also, the taste of the bun buttered and toasted on the grill with just a hint of sesame seeds. But yeah, mini golf, that should be fine. Oh God, we just remembered french fries. Just show up at 7.50... Oh, okay. I I think the BMs meant to say show up at 5 o'clock, uh, even though they wrote 7.15 here. Uh, that's 5 o'clock at Moose Olini Mountain Mini Golf. You know, that's probably my favorite mini golf in town. I I like at one point how you have to hit the ball through Mussolini's antlers wrapped in spaghetti so that it flies right on time to land on the train to carry it into the hole. Uh, God, that that is, that's good golf. The Spanctuary's Toys for Thoughts is in full swing. Father Jonah Likely would like to remind you that Valentine's Day is tough for Fakahatchee's single Instagram models. So if you have a brand new unused dildo, vibrator, plug, own a hole, or sleeve still in the original packaging, you can drop it off in the big pink box in front of any of Fakahatchee's banks to donate it. Last year's drive was a huge success, with over 50 needy holes filled. It's murder gosling season. The city of Fakahatchee would like to remind you to help stop the murder geese menace before it starts. It doesn't matter how cute they are, the gosling you see today could be the murder goose that kills your grandmother next month. Only you can prevent the next wave by crushing the eggs or stopping the chicks. Remember, a gosling today is a funeral tomorrow. Love the Olympic Games? Help us bring the 2032 Olympics to our town of Fakaha- Oh, hell no, I'm not reading the rest of this. I'm not reading this. We, uh, we, nope, nope, I'm not going to do anything. No, no Olympics here. Thank you. Uh, let's get back to your calls and opinions right now. Again, that number to call in is 305-209-9686. Let's go over here to line five. Line five, you're live with Horace Wexler right here on Night Drive. Hey, Horace, it's me, Duck Wainers. Hey, Duck, how are you? Uh, not great, Horace. Not great at all, because I'm not the mayor. 
Okay? So you should have said, oh, hey, it's Mayor Duck Winters on the line. But you can't say that because I'm not the mayor. And that's a problem. That's right. I, I can't say that. How are you feeling about that? I, I, I think if I were in your shoes, I would feel a little bit robbed. First of all, you can never fit in my shoes because I wear a size seven. And second of all, you know, I'm surprised you're even asking me that because you're here talking about the Crumbler Farms. Let me tell you two things I don't give a shit about. Heart disease and the Crumbler Farms grocery store. The only thing we should be talking about right now is how I should be the mayor. Okay. Well, it, I, I think the rules were, were pretty clear, Doug. I think the rules are pretty stupid. Okay, I am on edge right now, Horace. I could drive over a quarter and tell whether it's heads or tails, okay? I mean, I am just anxious as a bumblebee on prom night. What happened was ridiculous, all right, with a capital R. I think it's just a case, uh, look, and I, I know maybe you feel a little bit betrayed because obviously Richard Baysmon has to uphold the rules uh, as a member of the city council, but Mikey nope. Dussolet was, nope. he was the last one to, to touch the nope. desk. Nope. Let me say something. Nope. Okay. All right. First of all, Michael Dussolet, his hand was not on that hard body. Okay. I think his hand was actually, it's a fake hand. It's a prop hand. Like one, you, you know, you know, those mannequins in the front of a JC Penny when they're wearing sundresses, it was one of those. Okay. Cause there is no way he could have had his hand on the desk after being thrown over it. I mean, I, I broke Tucker St. Clair's arm. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, that is a that is a definition of all. I yelled, quack, quack, motherfucker, and I broke his arm, okay? Now, you come to hands on a hard body for what? Entertainment. What did I give people, okay? Look. I gave them probably a bunch of canker sores because I was kissing a bunch of people and I had a little flare-up. But also, I gave them entertainment. Right. I, I, all right? You did, but I, I, look, I, I'm getting a little flustered here because I, I don't know how to, how to set you straight. We have a new mayor. I don't think this is going to change anytime soon, but you're making allegations I, do you have any proof that he was using a fake arm? That's the thing with people when, when you say something. Everybody always wants proof. Wait, can't you just take my word for it? I mean, we're friends. I own the gator farm. I'm a good guy. People like me. And look at this new mayor. You like him? You like this five o'clock rule that's ridiculous? Well, he said it's five o'clock here all the time. I've had a, a dentist appointment scheduled for 415 that I cannot go to because it's always five o'clock. It is reeking hell on everyone's life. Yeah. My business closes at 530. Is that what you're saying? You're 30 minutes constantly from closing. That's right. And you know, we, it, so it's like, I don't know. Do I, do I start to close up? Do I, do I stay open? I mean, it's, it's, I gotta tell you the shift change has been, it's been tough. Okay. Cause you know, it, it's just, it's, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what to tell you, Doc. It, it's obviously yeah, not thing. a popular Hold law, but I, Mikey Dussolet is a very popular celebrity. So I, there are no, been, go ahead. First of all, Mikey Dussolet, I'll be honest. I, I feel robbed. Okay, I feel robbed mm -hmm. by Mikey Dussolet. I feel robbed by Richard Baseball. Okay, it feels like the whole town is just turning against me because it's like I got you know it's like I got mugged. It's like Alleyway Steve jumped out of the dumpster, but instead of biting my ankles, he bit my dreams. But if they were made out of ankles, right? Drankles, the yeah. dream ankles. Hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, the analogy started to go off the rails there at the end. But you get what I'm saying, horse? Look, everyone loves you in the town, right? If if we were going to cast ballots, I think that you would definitely win. Yeah, I run a gator farm. Yeah, of course everyone loves me. It, it's Florida. 
I should be mayor on that alone. But here's here's the deal. That's not how the election happened. That's not how our rules say an election is going to happen. I, I think in this Don't case. Don't come at me right now with the textbook definition of democracy. Because you and I both know that that in and of itself was batshit cray cray. Okay? And, and what I did, I broke a man's arm. And, and, and when I broke it, man, it was like snapping a whole stock of celery. I mean, everybody heard that. I, I mean, I wish I was recording it because I would have made that my ringtone. And <laughs> and I, I would have every time I used to would get a call, I'd be so happy because it would just be the sound of Tucker St. Clair's weak feminine arms breaking. Right. Right. I, I mean, look. and that's not to say that some females don't have very strong arms. Okay. I just I just, I just want I want I won't say that. Can I ask you a question, Doc? Uh, it, is the bad blood between you and Tucker St. Clair, it, has it gotten worse or is it... Anyone else who has type J blood? Because that's what the doctor said I had. I've never heard of that one before. Type J? I have not heard of a type J blood before. Yeah, it came out brown. Like the color of coffee. But, like when they took a, a blood sample, it came out brown? Yeah, is that bad? I. It's definitely not normal. Well, you know, I mean, listen, it's nothing that a big old glass of Scud won't fix. Cause, I mean, that's pretty much that's all I drink. So, you know, that's how, right. that's how I stay healthy. <laughs> well, it, it, Duck, if I can, I, I was going to ask you a question. And let, let's just entertain the idea that uh, you were the mayor. Um, oh, oh, God damn, Horace. It's like my life. I mean, that's all I do all day, every day is I just sit back with a glass of Scud and look in the mirror and call myself Mayor Duck Winters. <laughs> well, what would you have done uh, about this grocery store catching on fire if you were mayor? I let it burn. Okay, this is capitalism at work. All right, now, as a, as a small business owner, which is honestly, if I'm being honest with myself, on its way to becoming a medium business, mm-hmm. okay, pretty successful, like one of the first things I learned was to not let your business catch on fire because that is definitely going to hurt sales. Right. Okay. I mean, um, unless you're running an ash store, you know, you can't sell stuff that's burned down. And if your business catches on fire, well, I don't think you're very good at being a business. And it means somebody else should probably take over your business. I mean, the Crumbler Farm's burning down. Yeah, I wouldn't let it burn down. I mean, you know, they got a meat section, so we could at least, you know, have a barbecue cookout and went out with a bang. Right. So you, you kind of think it's uh, an issue with the let the free markets be free. Like if the mm-hmm. business is going to burn down, let, let another business come in and, and take that market share that uh, maybe is mastered fire. You know, and that's and that's what goes against the whole five o'clock thing. I mean, that's just like you're, you're messing with the invisible hands of capitalism at that point. If you're saying it's always five o'clock, that means it can't ever be six o'clock. Right. That means it can't ever be six thirty. That means it can't ever be seven seventy five. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. Can't ever be ten oh two. I mean, there's a lot of numbers out there, horse. A lot of numbers. Yeah. Well, some have said too many, but um, not me. I, I think there's just the right amount. Uh, well, well, Doug, uh, thanks for calling. I'm so sorry that um, you're. Well, I, I know it's not my place to apologize, but I, I am sorry that you're not our mayor. Um, hey, horse, can I tell you something? Uh, go ahead. You're. I came in hot. Mm-hmm. I came in real hot. And you are a good listener, and all the fine people listening to your radio program—they all know. They all think that too. They all think the same thing I'm thinking right now. That horse is a good listener, and I got to tell you, even though I'm not the mayor right now, I feel so much better just having talked it out. <laughs> I mean, listen, 
One time somebody told me to go to therapy and I did I punched him in the face. And you know, next time somebody tells me that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna punch him anymore. Oh, well uh thanks, Doc. Uh that's uh that's really nice to hear. And people tell me I should go to therapy a lot. But you know, I'll just call you because you make me feel good and <laughs> let's just say you're a lot cheaper. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh I, the cheapest in the biz. That is not as flattering as I thought it was going to be when I when I just said it. Um, mm. So I, I have to ask, Doc, uh, you're you're talking about um, people uh, telling you to go to therapy and uh, you punching them in the face. Are are you plotting any sort of? I hate to use the word revenge, but are you are you plotting something against Richard Baysbon or any of these people? Are, are you going to let this election go? Oh no, Horace, I am plotting a very. Very in, intensive revenge. Okay. Yes, absolutely. You can use that word. Well, for a second, uh, I thought I maybe you had moved on. And, uh, you know, I, I, that oh, felt I didn't like move on. Pro. I moved on to the revenge phase. Oh, right. Uh, what are all the phases? Well, number one phase is that uh, Tucker St. Clair and his uh, weak, broken feminine arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, not all feminine arms, because I won't say that. There's some very strong females out there, so I probably shouldn't say feminine arm. But his arm which has weak characteristics. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, all of them, Tucker Sinclair, uh, Mikey Dussolier, all of them are, all of them, all of them mofos are banned from the gator farm. Okay? Oh, okay. And, that, and not just them, but their families and their extended families. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm putting the hurt on them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the hurt on them because if they can't come, they might be like, okay, no big deal. But whoa, their cousins can't come? Oh, oh. They're going to hear about it. What about okay? uh, so, what about if their kids were on field trips with the school? Oh, I, oh, this is the best part. I make them stand outside while everybody else comes in. Yeah. Oof. I, I'm just I'm full on discriminating. That's okay, brutal. and that's not against the law because I don't want it to be. Right. Right. Well, I mean, Sheriff Bud Nichols is his hands full with uh, with everything else that's going on in this town. Uh, so that's phase one. Uh, do you have any other phases planned at this point? Yeah, every time I walk in front of them, I spit on the ground and I just look at them and I say, "What?" Got it. And and that's phase two. Yeah, that's phase two. But you also have to understand that I have very active saliva glands, and so the amount of spit that can come out of my mouth has been described as overwhelming. Is it is it all at once, or do you hold it in until uh, like it is a cartoonish amount of spit? I it's like a Looney Tune cartoon level of saliva that bullet shoots out of my mouth onto the ground. And if you're not careful, it'll get you, it'll get your boots wet. Uh, on a scale of uh, one to, to hooch from Turner and hooch. Uh, what are we looking at? Um, scale of one to Turner and hooch. I'm going to go with Slimer and the Ghostbusters. Wow. Is this a, yeah. is this a medical condition that you should talk to your doctor about? Oh yeah. He said this might have to do something with all my brown vitamin J blood. Uh, I don't know, man. It's every time I go to sleep, I can't physically close my eyes. So I think that might have something to do with it. But I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts, to be honest, Horace. There's a lot going on with me. Would you have been cleared to be mayor? Are are you healthy enough to be mayor? That feels like a a crazy thing to ask. uh, But some of this is sounding not normal. I have been bit by a gator seven times last month okay i cannot die all right because the gators keep trying and it only makes me stronger right i mean you could say i you know some people say i'm cursed by god or i'm blessed by the devil 
because, you know, all this stuff keeps happening to me and I keep living. And that's who we should have as mayor of this town. Because I got a lot of ideas, Horace. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to share just one real quick? Oh, and just give them away for free? I don't think so. <laughs> got a lot of ideas. All you can eat buffets. All you can eat buffets, but you get to have a doggy bag so you could take some home. <laughs> now that's that's going to change a lot of people's fortunes in this town. Okay, you get all you can eat buffet, but you get a doggy bag to make home. Holy crap! That's man. Uh, that's just that's pretty woo! good. I, I mean, if that's, Mikey Dusselay stole good. that from you, I I would not hate it. Oh my god, I, I hate him so much. Um, wh- what would you say to him if he were listening right now? I'd say get ready for phase one, okay? You're banned from the gator farm. Phase two, I'm going to spit in the ground. I'm going to dirty your boots. And phase three, I'm going to shoot you in the shoulder. In, in the shoulder? Yeah, because it won't kill him. But man, is it painful. God, so you, it wouldn't actually stop him from being mayor. It would, it would just like give him a, give him a real hard time. A lot of, a lot of physical really therapy, annoying. I would think. Oh, my God, yeah. You get shot in the shoulder? And then I'm going to find out what his dominant arm is. I think it's the right arm. Uh, and I'm going to shoot that one. So then he has to write with his left. And that's going to be that's going to be so annoying. Brutal. Yeah. Well, uh, Duck, I think I got to let you go because uh, we got to get back to talking about this this fire over at Crumbler Farms that um, yeah, you didn't really want to talk about. But, you know, it, that's all right. Yeah. I'm a, who wants to talk about a fire? It's a dumb fire. Crumbler Farms, man. <laughs> Where, did, where does Duck Winters uh, get his groceries? Where nature intended, from the forest and the swamps. And to be honest, I don't really eat much. I just eat. I just drink scud. That is kind of interesting that you love scud so much. And it, it, Tucker St. Clair invented it. Um, it your great nemesis. So it, it, that always makes me chuckle because it's a, a little ironic. I'll be honest, Horace. I, I completely forgot that he invented scud. Oh, oh really? God damn it. I gotta stop drinking skin. Man, horse, I you know all that stuff I said before about you being a good listener? You just you just rocked me to my core, man. You just I I gotta go. All right. I I, I, I gotta go do some thinking. All right. God uh, damn it. Well uh God damn it. Duck Winters, thank you so much for joining us. Uh <laughs> it sounds like uh, it, it, can, can I give you one piece of advice before you go, Duck? Don't quit cold turkey. Uh it's it's technically dangerous, uh, from what I understand. God damn it. Ah. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, more of your calls and opinions right after this. The number to call in is 305-209-9686. You're listening to Night Drive. Hey, this is Horace Wexler. These days, there are dozens of reasons not to fly commercial. From sick passengers, drunk pilots, gremlins on the wing, flight attendants who are vying to win the Miss Bitch 2021 award, or the fact that Chili's 2 is closed and you can't get a beer next to your gate. The beauty of air travel has been sullied, and you shouldn't have to pay for the golden days of flight that no longer exist. But now, you can ship yourself. Ship yourself is flying made easy, and nobody appreciates easy more than me. Horace Wexler. And unlike conventional air travel, the price isn't sky high. Ship yourself is so easy, a toddler could do it. And they have. Simply purchase your ticket, and on the day of your departure, stand outside of your home with your luggage and drink the patented ship yourself mixture of Benadryl, melatonin, valerian root, and halothane vapor. When you wake up in the wooden crate, just pound as hard as you can on the inside walls until someone lets you out. Easy as one, two, three. That's ship yourself in a nutshell. And with promo code NIGHTNIGHTDRIVE, 
you can get 10% off on your upcoming travel plans. Ship yourself. Sometimes you got to think inside the box. All right, let's get into another call and go over here to line two. Go ahead, line two. Hi, Horace. Uh, who, who am I speaking to? It's me, Ash Boomerang. And, uh, you know, when I heard the explosion at Crumbler Farm, I wasn't surprised, but I was really excited. How excited were you, Ash? So excited. I can't tell you what I was doing at the time. Right. But, uh, it was so cool. Gotta say, I don't love where my mind is going to fill in those blanks, uh, but thanks for calling in. Thanks, man. Keep up the good work. I'll let Ash get back to whatever it is they seem to be doing at the moment that uh, that requires so much whispering. Uh, but I want to hear from you out there in Fakahatchee. If you're just tuning in, I want to know where you were when Crumbler Farms exploded into flames. I bet this caller has a story. Go ahead, caller. Hey, Ors, this is Luis, man. How you doing? I'm good, Luis. I'm good. I know you're asking about the uh, explosion at Crumbler Farms. Sure am. Uh, did you see it go down? I'll tell you, buddy. I was beneath my kitchen sink fixing a leaking pipe. You know, my wife made me made me do it. I had to turn the game off. At least let my man Luis finish the game. Then what happened? And all of a sudden I hear a bang. And I leaned up and I wanged my head really good beneath the sink. Oof. But I thought, my God, my first thought was, we're being invaded. Right. Yeah, I can see that. So I ran outside, looked over in the distance, and saw the fire from the Crumbler Farm. So I was going to run back inside, you know, and get a weapon and go down and help somebody. Listen up, everyone. This right here is what a good American sounds like. Then what happened? And uh, I must have had a concussion because I ran clear into the door head first, <sighs> and I woke up 15 minutes later, and my wife was throwing cold water on me. <laughs> first question out of her mouth was probably asking about that leaky pipe again. Uh, well, thanks for sharing your story, Luis. Well, all right, buddy. We'll catch you on the flip side. Good American right there, thinks he sees an invasion and immediately rushes to help. Inspiring. Uh, let's fire up those phone lines and go to another call right after this. A lot of you out there are listening, but uh, for whatever reason, you can't call in. Uh, maybe your phone fell in the toilet while you were making your business and uh, you didn't want to reach your hand in there to pull it out. So you, you just decided to flush it down and you'll get a new one in the morning. Or maybe you never learned how to use a phone. Sure, you recognize what it is by sight, but what do the buttons do? Where do the fingers go? Do you have to politely ask the phone if it would allow you to make a call before you use it? Well, some of you aren't letting that stop you. You're reaching out through email and social media to make your opinions heard. Dory Rattle emailed us to say, Hi, Horace. I saw the store go up in flames. Quite a sight. Reminds me of my favorite romance novel where a man and woman make love in a burning department store, and the fire caresses their flesh before burning them into an unrecognizable crisp. Hope anyone inside finished before they died. I'm gonna do what the sign says now and come far. Oh, thanks for emailing, Dory. Uh, next time, you, you don't have to include a screenshot of your browser history. TimChooch27 hit us up on Twitter at NightDriveFM to say, Drove past the fire and boy did it catch my eye. All those flames. Never seen anything like that before. I watched until there was nothing left but embers. Tears dripping down my face and sobs escaping my mouth. Tough stuff, Tim Chooch. We're all a little misty-eyed thinking about it, I reckon. 
Priya Ranharian tagged us on Instagram at Night Drive FM Insta of her smiling and holding some spiky green little balls dripping juice with the caption, Now where will I get my Corinthian nudgers? I don't know, Priya. We're all in a bit of a pickle about where we'll get our nudgers. Or blub skrunk. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to find a reseller online. Turtlebud32 also hit us up on Twitter at Night Drive FM to say, my fondest memory as a child was walking into Crumbler Farms and seeing the free-ranged Pozole Arboletos fleeing your footsteps before their necks would be broken and then covered in toppings. Uh, I don't know, Turtlebud. Uh, I, I love the idea of them, but they were always a little bit too overly sauced for my taste. Uh, enough of the written word. Let's get back to your voices, your calls, your opinions. I want to hear them in my ears right now. Again, that number to dial is 305-209-9686. You're listening to Night Drive. Uh, we're going to pop over here to... Line... Oh, it's... Okay, yeah. It, uh, it seems like we have Sheriff Bud Nichols over here on line three. Uh, it, Sheriff, are you with us? I'm right here, Horace Howard. Hey, how are you, Sheriff? Well, I, I'm doing about as as well as could be expected, dealing with uh, every, everything we got going on. It's kind of a heavy workload, but uh, we're we're trying to hold down the ship over here. What all are you dealing with right now? I know about the fire yesterday. Uh, probably the hot sauce man. I'm sure you're you're digging in on. Yeah, the the fire is is obviously the the biggest and newest thing. Uh, yeah, we got the hot sauce man. I, I, well. That fellow's got a, a real hard on for you, Horace. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what he thinks you did to him, but uh, he's he's got he's got his eye on you. <laughs> I, I find it incredibly uncomfortable, but also oddly flattering. Or it maybe it would be if if you know people weren't slowly turning up dead. Well, yeah, I, I mean, uh, not to minimize other people's tragedy, but uh, you know, from your perspective. He's obviously not, uh, he's not, he's not going to hurt you anytime soon. From your mouth to his ears. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. I mean, well, we got, <laughs> so we got hot sauce, man. We got, uh, we got those, those gangs down on, on William Bryden. That's, that's SP. right. The, uh, the uh, it's eight street dust Kings and, uh, the T-ball walkers. Uh, did, did you guys ever get the, uh, I, I'm sorry to, to keep moving through here. I'm, I'm just suddenly aware of what your workload is like uh did you guys ever get all of the killer whales cleared off the beach well we're still we're still there's pieces we we've got most of the big the big pieces you know the the parts that require a a truck to get them out of there we Mm -hmm. did those first um now now we're left with uh you know smaller chunks that can be left to people who are, are, are just kind of walking around with a sack, you know? Right. Uh, and we're, I'm we're sure no finding a, finding a, um, the previous mayor inside of one of the, the killer whales slowed that whole process down considerably. Oh well, yeah. It, it turned the whole beach into a crime scene. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now you can't just go down there and, and pick up trash, pick up all the whale sushi. Like we, we had to cut that off for several days. Uh, that's uh, how are you holding up under this sheriff? Like th- that, that would be a lot for any, anybody else. I think. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, it, it is stressful. It's stressful mm-hmm. for me. It's stressful for everyone in my department. One thing that has been very helpful for us. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the, the trailblazer program? Uh, no, no, I have not. Oh, the trailblazers. This is, this has been a lifesaver. 
what we do is, you know, we send a deputy uh, into a local high school. Mm -hmm. We recruit some of these no good teens. We get them interested in law enforcement and we give them a uniform. It's basically an unpaid intern. Right. Because these these kids are eager. They want to help. You just send them out in the field, do some of the work that, uh, you know, maybe a deputy doesn't necessarily want to do. Got it. And and they've been helping with the uh, the dead whales. Oh, they've been helping with everything. They're out there. They're out there uh, scooping up what's left of the whale gun. Uh, we we've, we've got them canvassing, looking for for clues. Yeah, we've got these guys out there. They're 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 figuring stuff out. They're happy to help. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad you told me about this because um, I was definitely caught off guard as I was uh, walking down Main Street, and uh, I, I guess it was like a high school senior was like, "Where are you walking to, boy?" And I, it caught me off guard uh, because it was a level oh. of authority I was not expecting from uh, from a 18 year old. You know, that's that's not what I want to hear. And next time that happens to your RC, you write down that kid's name because look, we're happy to have these trailblazers in our program, but we don't want to let in the no good teams uh, right. in here trying to using the badge to bully folks. That's that's not what we're trying to do with this program. So. That the guy might need to be, uh, you know, disciplined uh, accordingly. Uh, what sort of uh, what sort of punishment would th- would that bring within the mayor's office for for, for someone in the Trailblazer program? You know, I, I got to be honest with you, Horace. It, it's hard for me at this point to get any kind of uh, information, anything nailed down with uh, Mayor Mikey Dusselay. Mm-hmm. I would like to collaborate with him on rules for these, these guys in the trailblazer program. But uh, I'm finding that it's harder and harder to catch Mayor Dieselet while he's at work mm-hmm. because work lets out at five o'clock. And uh, the mayor himself uh, has made this new decree where uh, I guess it's always five o'clock. I mean, this this show now takes place at five o'clock, Sheriff. I, yeah, I, I, it's five o'clock right now, middle of the night. It's dark outside. It's five o'clock. I, that's got to really be messing with anything that requires like uh, arrest reports or anything that requires like a time of death. Uh, that's got to be super confusing on your end. Oh, it's a nightmare, Horace. You look at your clock. You look at your watch. You look at your phone. You try and figure out what time it is. Uh, and none of that information means anything when it's always five o'clock. This uh, this fire down at the Crumbler Farms, you know, the fire department could have gotten to that in time to put that blaze out if mm-hmm. it wasn't five o'clock, because five o'clock is when the shift change happens at the fire department and here at the sheriff's department. Oh, but we didn't have anybody sent down there. There were no no firemen at the scene. It was a shift change. Got it. Problem was, Oof. an hour later, when some guys should have been getting down there, still five o'clock. It'll give you a headache if you if you think about it for too long. Yeah, I, I've just just been trying to do my best to just like let it wash over me. Try and and try and go by like gut time. You know, like sure, it's always five o'clock here, but when does like my gut? say it is like what time is that uh well let's let's talk more about this fire sheriff uh that is what we're talking about on the on the show tonight i i will say that uh we do appreciate uh how full your hands are and uh we hope you'll come back and talk uh about some of those other cases uh in the future 
Uh, is there anything that you can share with us uh, about this fire other than the level of damage might have been prevented? Well, I mean, to, to be uh, to be totally upfront with you, Horace, this is a, this is a very personal case for me. My first job as a young man, uh, long before mm-hmm. I started in law enforcement, I was a bag boy over there at the Crumble Farm. Really? Yeah, I, I, I worked for, uh, actually, uh, you know, old, old Robard Sr. He was my first boss. <laughs> And and I was I was kind of concerned about him because you know he he advertises right there on your station yeah and I I heard one of his commercials and I got concerned I went down there to the store to to speak to him I said Mister Cromwell I heard you on the radio I couldn't help but notice you were advertising something called Bumwads for thirty borks a roll yeah. And he looked me right in the eye and he said, I'm sorry, sir. That promotion has ended. Bumwads are now 33 bucks a roll. Uh, so I, I just kind of walked out of there after that. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I, I, yeah. didn't have, I didn't have any borks. God bless him, but it was almost a relief to find out he'd suffered a stroke after, after hearing something like that from someone you've known a long time. It's really sad. I, I know Robard Crumbly Jr. had come into our ad office and uh, was angry at us. But I, I mean, like uh, Robard Sr. had come in. He was very insistent on running the ads as he wrote them. And I, I mean, like, what are we going to tell him? No, like he doesn't tell us yeah, how to do a, radio. We don't little. tell him how to do his business. So as, as long as he's not being profane or anything, just let, let the guy place his ads as he wants to place. Right. But right. uh, it, it's a shame to find out why those ads sounded the way they did. And uh, I wish old Robard to you the best. Um, have you dealt with the uh, with the kids at all? I am, I imagine that um, you're sort of updating them on the, the status of this fire and, and everything that's going on. Uh, have they uh, reacted in any way? I, what do they think? We think we've got reason to believe they they might know more than they would like to let on. Interesting. Uh, Robot Junior, our RJ Crumble, we got him currently in custody because we think this this might have been an arson situation. Interesting. Okay, uh, I don't know if you heard our earlier caller, but uh, he he strongly suspected that it was uh, uh, a fire for insurance reasons, uh, which he thought was incredibly gauche. RJ, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good looking fella, but you know, he's also uh, he's he's all about the uh, that's almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. We think if someone did burn down the grocery store, it might have been one of the Cronberg children, or someone maybe hired by the Cronberg children. Uh, that, that doesn't take a, a lot of police work to figure out. But, yeah, uh, I mean. Uh, just kind of the first thought you got to look there first the store the store was doing well for many years kind of went downhill last couple of years and and uh you know now it's a it's a pile of ashes in the middle of town yeah normally we wouldn't be looking this hard into into a fire mm-hmm. well anytime something close to an airport gets burned on purpose mm-hmm. Now it's a now it's a federal offense. So they have sent in uh, an arson expert. She does agree. This was this was definitely a burn job. This didn't happen on its own. Uh, well, I mean, at a federal level, I, I would imagine that she knows her uh, SHI. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, oh, yeah. he's an expert. I'm I'm not calling Doctor Eper into question on anything. I, I I do believe she knows what she's doing, but I think sometimes you know that that kind of brilliant mind comes with some other weird stuff. Um, well, Sheriff, is there, is there anything else that you could tell us about the, the fire? I, I certainly hope that it's, uh, it's Robart Jr. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Horace, because, you know, if it, I mean, I, I don't want to say that I hope it was Mr. Crumbler's uh, son that set this up or, or, or any of the young Crumblers, but it, it would be a relief because the other option, somebody, right. somebody burning stuff for fun, you can't. That kind of chaos, we we do not need. We, we it rained blood here, Horace. You know, yeah. we, we don't need a a guy who just likes to burn things. We got the damn old hot sauce, man. We got, yeah, that guy's chaos enough already. It's too much. Uh, well, Sheriff, uh, we're, we're going to get back on, uh, we're going to get back on with the show. Uh, as always, thanks for calling in and, and keeping us, uh, abreast of, uh, law enforcement's, um, doings in this town. I know you've got a lot on your plate and, um, I, I just like to take a moment in, in, on behalf of all of Fakahatchee to, to thank you for, for what you are doing. Um, and you know, if you see the sheriff, uh, this is to all of you out there listening. If you see the sheriff or any of the deputies out there, buy him a cup of coffee. Is that, is that fair sheriff? Do you, do you guys like coffee down there? Hey, hey m- most of us like coffee. Those of us who don't, uh, enjoy iced tea, <laughs> but right. we appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, Sheriff, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, if you have any updates, uh, please always let us know. You're always welcome here on the show, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Will do, Horace. Thank you. Always a pleasure. That's going to do us for tonight. Uh, a look at the clock tells me it's almost, well, it's five o'clock, but that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, thanks for joining me. I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going to get my groceries now, but uh, that seems like small potatoes compared to the whole this community is going to feel missing. Uh, part of its culture and, and heritage, and I guess a, a place to buy small potatoes. Uh, I certainly hope if Robard Crumbler Jr. is guilty that he's prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Maybe this is this is just another chapter in in Crumbler Farms' long legacy, and and maybe they'll reemerge like a phoenix rising from the ashes, or at least offering deals on phoenix ash for three sixty a bork. Thanks for listening tonight, and if you've enjoyed the show and you listen on Podcast Addict, why not leave a review over there to help new listeners find it? But really, there's no better way to share the show than to bark it at people in cars passing by your house and growl it at mail carriers before chomping on their leg. You can reach the show on Twitter at NightDriveFM, on Instagram at NightDriveFMInsta, or on Reddit at r slash NightDriveFM. Or hey, come join us in the Discord. Uh, it's open to everyone. We've got people in there from across the globe. Uh, but it is a private invite only, so you will have to hit us up on social networks for a link. Uh, but then you can get in there and join the rest of the community. We're getting ready to do a Royal Rumble Pool. Uh, it'll be our, our second annual Royal Rumble Pool. Uh, that's coming up uh, very, very soon. Uh, in fact, this weekend. Uh, the winner of that is going to get a $15 gift card or a donation to a reasonable charity of their choice. Uh, so you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, I'm I'm not sending money to gunsforbabies.org. So 
please don't even ask. I, I don't care if you win both pools. Uh, th that's not something that's going to happen. If you really love the show, eh, not just like it, maybe maybe you're like, oh, let's go steady. Let's, uh, I want to take this show up and put it in the car, strap it in, take it up to Lover's Lane. Ah, we could turn the lights off and neck to the beautiful music. Well, why not become one of our patrons and support the show at patreon.com slash nightdrive. Uh, we use that money for hosting for the podcast, bandwidth for the fake website, sound gear, etc. Uh, you'll also get $4 off on Teespring for merch. And uh, on the merch site, we've got vapor wavy shirts, mugs, face masks. Uh, we also have an official Night Drive poster that is absolutely awesome and just really incredible. The artist did such a, such a fabulous job. Uh, I've got one framed on my wall. Uh, that along with, uh, there's some other bits and bobs, pens, stickers, magnets, keychains. Nightdrivemerch.com will take you to all of those storefronts. Uh, additionally, joining the Patreon will give you access to uh, a show that sort of exists called Dinosaur. Uh, now that Dinosaurs is coming to Disney+, Plus, uh, you couldn't stream it anywhere for a while. I'm blowing the dust off the only podcast about ABC's hit 90s show, Dinosaurs. Uh, I'm sure we'll see imitators, uh, but we were the first. So look for another episode of that on the Patreon before the end of the month. Night Drive is produced by Michael Truly and is hosted by a man that isn't afraid to wear an opera cape around town. Me, Horace Wexler. The following callers were ably played with, with a reasonable amount of gumption by Ron Babcock, Evan Gaustad, and Clayton Meeks. I'd also like to thank all of our lightning callers who called in uh, and submitted a call this, uh, this week. Uh, and a very special thank you to our musical guest, Puddle of Mud. Uh, next time, take your shoes off at the door, guys. These are expensive carpets, and, and we don't need your shoe prints all over the rugs. We do it Hawaiian style here, okay? Good Morning Sun Buns with Tiffany Bunzel takes over tomorrow morning at uh, 5, 5 a.m. Tomorrow, Tiffany speaks with a Nobel Prize-winning scientist about why green bean? She's joined by the Marrakech conjoined twin cheerleading squad, who will show off an exciting new cheer they came up with just for her, and Tiffany will meet a dog who was born a cat. So until Tiffany takes over, here's four and a half hours of government-mandated buzzing that, you know, I'm really starting to settle into. Like, you know, when you see a stand-up bass player really find that groove? So until next time, I'm Horace Wexler. Keep night driving. <laughs>